welcome to the Badass Breastfeeding Podcast. This is Diane, the lactation consultant. And I'm Abby, the Badass Breastfeeder. Today's episode is brought to you by Fairhaven Health. Why waste your liquid gold in a breast pad? Wear the BPA-free Milky's Milk Saver and effortlessly collect every last drop of milk while you breastfeed. You can wear it on the opposite breast while breastfeeding or pumping to collect the letdown. Head to fairhavenhealth.com and use promo code BADASS for 10% off your purchase. And I have the review of the week. Yay. going to lead into a little bit into our um, story for today or our, our episode today. Oh, my God. Awesome. This comes from Mommy Melon. And Mommy Melon says, thank you for being real and candid. I wish I knew you when I was a mom, a new mom with my first. You've answered so many questions and shed light on topics that no one ever talks about, not even our pediatricians. Keep the great info coming. I'm hungry for more. And that leads us into a little bit of what we're going to talk about today. <laughs> okay, that was funny, Diane. Yeah. Yeah, see, I didn't even like, mean it like that. Like, that's kind, of, that's kind of punny, as my husband would say. Like, it is. He likes his little puns. But um, we're going to talk about solids today. Oh, and starting solids. We're going to talk about solids because we get individually, Abby and I get questions about solids all the time. And then collectively, we get questions about solids and why isn't this been on the podcast all the time so one of our and oh my god it is unbelievable how much misinformation is out there coming especially in this case especially from pediatricians so that was kind of why i was like oh this kind of leads right into it because we're going to be like totally real and candid about you know solids and we're going to really you know talk about this because it is such a big deal it is such a big deal and the things that i see that happen with it are like Moms will come to me and they'll be like, okay, I can start solids now. And my doctor said I could go ahead and start solids. And then like, end of sentence, you know, like they don't know where, where to start, how to start, how much to give, how does breastfeeding fit into it? What do they give? What's allergies now? What is, what are we saying? Like so many different things that were, they're stuck going to the internet which we all know that's full of danger and trying to find stuff there. So there's really not a lot of guidance coming from from doctor's offices and not all of them, but from a lot of them, you know, it's, you just don't have a lot of guidance. Right. And, and, and to start at the basics, we hear a lot of like, okay, well my, so I brought my four month old to the pediatrician and the pediatrician said I should go ahead and start solids. Okay. According to the who, you should wait six months. According to the American right? Academy of Pediatrics. Which is the licensing board that, of your pediatrician. You should wait six months. That we should wait six months. And why do we wait six months? What's, why is, what, what's something magical that goes around at six months? Magical? Well. <laughs> it is magical, the development inside of your baby. Oh, my gosh. Going on, so, especially in the gut. Yeah. So your baby is born, and this sounds weird, and I... I don't even talk. I used to talk about this more, but I don't talk about it as much anymore because it's so. I feel like it's so technical. But yeah. your baby is born technically like with an open gut. They call it, you know. And what all that means is that your baby is still developing, but it's very easy for allergens and bacteria and things like that to seep in, and that's how babies can get have problems with allergies and food allergies if things are introduced too early before their gut is closed and their gut is closed at six months. That is when their gut closes is at six months. 
But when we talk about like colostrum, you know, how colostrum is so important for babies, you know, in those first two days of life, one of the things that colostrum does is it almost works like a paintbrush and just seals their gut so that mm-hmm. allergens cannot get up inside. So with that, like the colostrum itself is helpful. So even if you do like some supplementing after they get colostrum, like, you know, at least their gut is a little bit protected. But that is one of the reasons why you should not start solids before six months because they just, they cannot digest them very well. Their system's not ready to digest foods yet. It could introduce allergies into their system. And we don't, I mean, food allergies are horrible to try to combat. So that is something that can happen if you start foods too early. Um, If they're not like developmentally ready, they're not sitting up, they're not, you know, doing what they're supposed to be doing. They're not putting their hands to their face. They're not, you know, all of those things. I mean, they might, they have to be ready and more than just, okay, they're four months now. Right. And, and the fact is that the fact that they're maybe reaching onto your plate to get some food, that they're putting their hands to their mouth. Those are not signs that they're ready to start solids. That is a signs that they reach for things and then they put everything in their mouth. I had a mom tell me recently they went in for the four month and the doctor said, oh, your baby's starting to sit up um, so you can start solids now. She's got a good head control so you can start solids if you want to. And that has nothing, none of this has anything to do with their gut, the development in their gut. That's why breast milk only until six months. And that's all they need. You know, that's all they need. All they need. Nutritionally, as far as like vitamins, nutrients, iron, um, you know, all of that proteins, fat content, all of that stuff is being provided for them. They do not need that. And I'll, you know, and let's admit it. It's hard to wait six months because starting solids is fun. (sighs) It's really fun. I remember this with both my kids, and it was really exciting to start sharing different things with them mm-hmm. and, like, that experience with them. And it is it is fun, and you will get there, And it, but, it, you know, it is important to wait. But it the, the time will come where you can have this fun. Yes. But the waiting is not just a simply, like, you know, there is actually a scientific reason for it. Yeah. And, it, you know, and your baby really... There are some babies, I know you've talked about this before, too, that aren't even ready at six months. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, and that ties into the next part of this is, okay, we've waited six months. We're ready to start solids. And, you know, so now my baby's not eating. Uh Uh-oh. So he's not eating the solids that I'm giving him. Is he going to be malnourished? Is he going to gain? Is he going to, you know, my pediatrician says he needs to start eating. Um, How do I push him to eat? How do I get him to eat? Um, You know, all of these questions are are what I get. I even get questions. Even recently, I got a question of my pediatrician says that my baby's, you know, he's not eating of solids because I'm breastfeeding him too much and I should cut back on breastfeeding. Okay, just because it, you know, just because you can start solids at six months doesn't mean you stop breastfeeding. Right. Breastfeeding is still going to be their primary source of nutrition for quite a while. And that varies. Right. The amount of food they're getting is like a tablespoon or two tablespoons. Yeah, if that. Yeah. If they actually swallow it, it'll be (laughs) two tablespoons in their hair and up their nose. (laughs) No, exactly. (laughs) And your hair. It's really, it's not, it's not enough to consider it a meal. To replace the breastfeeding when you first right. start solids. For the first couple of months of doing solids, it's not enough to replace your breastfeeding. So they really, you know, to say, okay, well, you know, stop breastfeeding and then they'll take more solids. Like, 
that's no, that's not. Yeah, and then we get to this. You know, I, I, I mean, I had a by this time, I had a pediatrician who was very much like just keep breastfeeding. Um, but there's a lot of people who have you know eighteen months old, even two year olds that are not eating very much. They nurse a lot, but they're not eating very much, and the pediatrician starts to put all this fear into you. Um, and the thing is, is that some kids just don't take to it as quickly as others. I mean, Jack was a good two years old and something before he actually started like eating food. He was, you know, he would try things and he would kind of sample things and you, but he was all about the nursing. He would fill his belly on that breast milk and he just, it took him a while to take to it. And there is nothing wrong with him. He was not malnourished. He was not missing out on important nutrients. I mean, your breast milk is the most nutrient-dense thing that you can possibly give your child. There is no reason to try to replace it with a pee. But you have to think, too, that it's this is what your child has known. You know, this is all they have yeah. done is breastfeed. And to switch from that to something with texture or, you know really strong flavor or just hot or cold or, you know, that could be very strange for your baby, for your child. So sometimes it needs to be eased in a little bit slowly, you know, different textures, different flavors, different, you know, temperatures of things. Um, There's a lot of different ways now to even start, you know, some babies, some people are really kind of strict on the purees and Mm -hmm. doing all those, you know, doing all the purees and they love to be able to do that. And some people swear by the baby led weaning and it really depends on your comfort level, but babies, you know, cause babies can choke, not like choke to death, like gag, you know, gag right. on the food going in because it's a different texture and that will scare the crap out of everybody, yeah. you know, <laughs> but babies that are breastfeeding. Now you've got to remember that from day one of their life, probably from hour one of their life to six months, all they have done is breastfeed, right? So or maybe had an occasional bottle or, you know, if you went back to work, they've had bottles, whatever. But the majority of their feeds have been breastfeeding, which means that they have controlled their feedings from day one. Mm-hmm. And now you're going to go to sitting them in a chair and feeding them something. A lot of times that doesn't work well. The baby wants to do it because the baby is in control of their feeds. This is a good thing. Like we want our kids to be in control of their hunger patterns and of their, you know, what they want to do and how they want to eat and what they want to eat and how much of it they want to eat. We want them to control that. We don't want that being controlled by other people. So you have to keep in mind, if you start doing purees with your baby, they might not want you to put a spoon in their face. They might bat at it and push it away and they might try to grab it and do it on their own because they want to do their own feeding. That's all they've ever done. They've always controlled their own feeds. Yeah. There's, I know people who don't, who don't have spoon, like baby spoons in their house. They won't even use them. You know, and just let them do it on their own. Let them do it on their own or give them a spoon and you take a spoon. Yeah. You know, that, right. that kind of thing, too. And you can show them. Yeah, right, right. Yeah. Or they could just put on their like, put a big mess in front of them and put it on their fingers. I know. I had a mom <sighs> recently. Oh, my God. She was hilarious. We were talking and her baby's like 10 months. And sometimes in my breastfeeding group, we'll talk about like the mamas that do have babies that are eating salads will talk about things that they're trying because you you tend to you kind of get into this place where you're like, all right, what should I try next? You know, like I want to try, you know, a food. What should I try next? What I've Mm -hmm. run out of things. And, you know, so 
they were talking about different foods and one of the mamas was saying that her daughter started salads like, you know, in the round of fall or like end of summer. And they had all that fresh fruit because, you know, where we live here in upstate New York, we have great, great seasonal stuff. But then mm-hmm. once winter hits, like it's crap, you know, like yeah. strawberries and stuff like that. Like you can't get good, anything good. So she's like, so I can't give her all that great stuff, the melon and strawberry. Like she doesn't eat it because she like I try, but she doesn't like it because it's not fresh and that real mm-hmm. fresh flavor. So I'm like, well, you, you know, make her a smoothie or, you know, I'm trying to make some different suggestions. And she goes, you know, sometimes I just don't want that mess. And it's like, you gotta, you gotta yeah. you know, like it is, it can be a mess. You know, you are really, when you are starting salads with your baby, you, you better be planning to like put something on the floor, put them in there naked. And one of the other moms was like, when I know I'm feeding them something messy, I just stick them in the chair in a diaper and that's the end of it. Like, yeah. It's a mess. It is a mess. Put them in the bathtub with a plate. Oh, that's a good Why idea. not? <laughs> that's a good idea. Because it is, it is, it's going to be a mess. Um, but a couple of the things to think about, too, with starting salads is that there are some downfalls. And like you said, it's really fun. And it is fun because they do, like, they love it. You know, they just enjoy mm-hmm. it so much. But um, sometimes it comes with constipation. Oh, yeah. Sometimes it comes with. Now you got to accept that their poop has changed. I am sorry, ladies and gentlemen, yep. but... Here comes the smelly poop. Poop is now adult smelling poop <laughs> is what it is now. So keep that, like, in the back of your head. That's one of the reasons why I was never really excited about starting salads, because that's when the poop changes, mm-hmm. is when you add food into the mix. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. Well, and so I don't know how you feel about this, but there's, when I went to the pediatrician for Jack, who was my first, I was at this, you know, whatever, office, and she said, okay, you can start solids now. I don't remember how old he was, but she was like, okay, and so here's what you do, and she always had her list of, like, what I'm supposed to do that she got, you know, in school, whatever, and carries around with her, and she's like, so now you start with rice cereal, and then you move to, you know, the vegetables, and then the fruits. Okay. I never gave either one of my children cereal, and I would never I, – I don't buy the cereals or use the cereals. Those rice cereals mm-hmm. and those fortified things, I always stuck to the whole foods. I don't – there is there is no – nutritionally, there is no reason why you need to start with a cereal. Right. And I don't know how that – I remember, like, one of our early episodes, you saying that a pediatrician told you once – to start with cereal and you questioned it and she said, oh, that's just what they told us to do. Uh-huh. This is the same person. She yeah. said, oh, she looked so confused at me and she <laughs> said, Gosh, I, she said, I don't know. That's just what they told us. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. Well, I'm really confident in that decision now. Yeah. I and just it- don't see any reason to give them a box of cereal. That's not even a food. You know, I mean, that's not a whole food. We don't need to have cereal. Right. So, you know, it's just because you can buy it and the corporations sell it and they put it on the box that you need to have this. And, you know, it's just another one of those things to tell people that they need to have. And I I did talk to a dietitian about this once and she was saying, you know, the cereals are good because they're fortified with iron. And at that point, like babies do start needing, you know, an uptake of iron after six months of age. But like you said, whole foods, you can Mm -hmm. get it from different foods. We can can all get it from food. Right. Yeah. 
you can get it for if you don't want you don't have to do the cereal you don't have to do that you don't have to do purees you don't have to you can i had a pediatrician tell me once oh it's been you know it's they've changed it and now they're saying you should start with meats because that is more iron rich like, uh-uh. there is different things that you and can also do. don't free if you're a vegetarian you don't eat meat don't freak out about that either because yeah. there's iron in a lot of food you don't need to do that either yeah i i was i'm a vegetarian and i have been since you know before children and all my kids were brought up you know no meat until mm-hmm. they decided to have meat on their mm-hmm. own so it really like I never I never did that. And everybody, of course, questioned it. So for any of the vegetarians yeah. out there, people are like, oh, you're going to make them not you're eat fine. meat. I'm like, they can decide it when they want make to. them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So like they can decide as they get older if they want to eat meat and, you know, whatever. But right. While I'm feeding them, my choice is to not. So. And that's yeah, that's perfectly nutritionally healthy. Yeah, it's fine. And let's pause for a word from our sponsor. Today's episode is brought to you by Fairhaven Health. With the Milky's Milk Tray, you can freeze your breast milk into one ounce sticks so you can thaw just the right amount of milk for each feed. Reusable and environmentally friendly and can be used for baby food later. How appropriate. Head to fairhavenhealth.com and use promo code BADASS for 10% off your purchase. That's promo code BADASS at fairhavenhealth.com. And so what do you think about the whole thing about um, this is what I've always told people and heard early on. And I thought it was great. A great way to like kind of give guidance in this way is when you start solids, you know, you don't you know, then it's like, well, how do I balance the breastfeeding and balance the solid foods? How do I handle this? And I always heard that you would breastfeed first, get them filled up on the breast milk as much as possible and then offer the solids like for each feeding. Yeah. And I always thought that was great because I and I still think even I mean, like I said, Jack breastfed, you know, till he was six and a half years old. Um, he wasn't filling up on breast milk throughout the day all those years. But um, as long as he would, I did that up until he was, you know, I don't know, three or something. I always breastfed him first, got him as much breast milk as possible because I believe that is the most nutritious thing for him. And then I would serve him his food. Yeah, and that's that's perfect. There's and he would circle back around afterwards for, you know, a drink. <laughs> There's really, I don't, I think like, especially when they're like just starting out solids, like six, seven, yeah. eight, nine months. That's mm-hmm. definitely, definitely the way to go. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's, as they're getting a little bit older and they're interested, if they're more interested in solids and you're rolling with it and you're good with it, like there's not a lot of rules, you know, there's like, not there's, a rule. you're right. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't do what's working for you. You know, there have been times where I told moms, leave solids at daycare so you don't have to worry about trying to provide milk every single time. You know, like if they're really struggling uh-huh, yeah. to keep up with the with the milk bottles by the time the baby's 10 months, 11 months, you know, leave leave food at the daycare then. Leave a little bit less milk and some food for the daycare and the baby will mm-hmm. make up for it when they're with you later because they will. Totally. But um, you can do yeah don't stress about it yeah like, it's not, like yeah. there's there's no wrong or right you know sometimes people will start with just a little bit of food in the morning and then after a month or so go to two little meals a day in addition to you know the breastfeeding but the breastfeeding for the, those first few months of solids especially should come first and then after that they can eat yeah. And you can also be adding other liquids in at this point, too. Yeah. I mean, I'd say probably under one, you would just use breast milk. 
But after like a year, right? Maybe. Yeah. And even after six months, like sometimes I do have moms, especially like if you want to, cause I did this, but, and I have other mamas that do it too. Um, if you want to start something other than a bottle, if you want to start a sippy cup, you can do that at like six oh, yeah, months. Yeah. So do that with water, you know, just a little bit of water and let them play mm-hmm. with it and try it out and see if they can throw you know, it around. Yeah. But don't, you know, don't put breast milk in a cup and let them play around with it all day. <laughs> then it'll get wasted. But you can do that with water. You know, that's fine at that point. Yeah. 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 And so, yeah, let's because because, you know, so we can take like the last few minutes and just try to try to ease some of the concerns that people have because people are people are all the time. They're going to the pediatrician and they're hearing, okay, well, the the doctor is concerned because my baby's not really eating a lot of solids. Now, now let's 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 control for the whole like, you know, baby's gaining fine. Baby seems fine. You know, he's not eating a lot of solids. How much is he eating? Ah, not that much. Well, you know, then we get the pituitary. Well, he should really be eating more solids now. Um, So you should maybe cut back on the breastfeeding. But now what does that actually mean? Your baby should be eating more solids. Does that mean (laughs) they should be eating more meals a day, more volume, more choices? Like, what what does that mean? You know, like, and I would be very specific. If your pediatrician says to you, Feed your baby solids or start with solids or the, I would ask them, how, how many times a day do I start with? How much do I start with? What do I start with? I would be very clear with this because it is very vague to just say, okay, go ahead and start solids. And then you right. come back and your doctor says, oh, they're not doing enough. Well, did they tell you how much they should be doing to start with? Because maybe they didn't. And maybe you've only been doing once a day because you didn't push more than that because you didn't know that you should or could. You know, right. And it's very confusing and very, very, um, you know, you just get into this rhythm of breastfeeding and then you introduce something else into it. And you're like, okay, how is this going to interfere with my breastfeeding? And what happens next? And do I give it at night? Do I give it in the morning? Is it going to impact their sleep? Is it, you know, like what, what do I do? So there's a lot of questions. Well, and, and, and the thing is also is that your pediatrician is not a nutritionist, right? They're not going to know the answer to these questions. They're going to give you answers. They will definitely give you answers and they might not be the right answers. You know, they don't know. They don't have training in this. They were given like my pediatrician told me they were given a list and that's what they're told. That's what they're told to tell people. But, you know, I mean, if you focus on breastfeeding and, you know, here's this the saying that I love food before one is just for fun. You know, this is a time where they're experimenting with it. They're learning about how it looks and how it feels and how to pick it up. Um, this is just a time for them to start experimenting. Right. And There's no need to start panicking about it. This is not an emergency. No, it's not. I had a mom at my postpartum support group one time, postpartum mood disorder support group that I, that I facilitate. She was over the edge with anxiety because she was supposed to be starting solids and had no idea what to give her child so that she knew that he was getting the right nutrition. Like she was, and quite honestly, maybe I sound like the worst mom on the planet. I never even thought of that. Like I never even thought of, oh my gosh, my child is going to start solids now. And pretty soon they're only going to be getting, you know, they're going to be eating more solids than anything else. And am I going to be able to give them enough 
so that he gets all the vitamins and nutrients that they're supposed that he's supposed to be getting. Like, am I going to be able to do that? How do I know what's enough? How do I know what a serving is for him? How do I know what? And I never thought of that. You know, I you know really what is so did. funny? It's so funny that you say that because I think, you know, the Internet and all of this, you know, this information, you know, age is is so wonderful. We're getting answers to things that we didn't have before. We, you know, it's a wonderful thing, but it's also causes a lot of problems that weren't there. Yeah. I mean, I was talking to my grandmother about attachment parenting one time and she was like, we never had any of these like there what <laughs> she was like there was no words like this there was no conversation like this we were just parenting you know and people were just breastfeeding and you know the, you did kind of what your family did and what the community around you did mm-hmm. um you know and now there's so much information out there that i y- y- you wouldn't you wouldn't you probably you just wouldn't think to think about something and then it's there in your Facebook feed and you're like, oh my gosh, I'm supposed to be worrying about that. I didn't know. Let me add that to my list of things to worry about. You know, and it's true. We all have this long list that we're worrying about. Um, and it's based on all this information that we didn't have. And listen, I mean, there's so much out there that we should be questioning that we're getting, you know, that we're getting, that we're learning about now that we should be, you know, pushing up against. And, and that's true. Um, but there's a lot that, that, of this that's causing confusion and anxiety that just doesn't need to be there. Yeah. You are going to do just fine. You are going to do wonderful. You are. You're you're not going to start solids wrong. No, no. Like it's not going to happen. And if your doctor is telling you, you know, that you're, you know, your baby's in peril because, you know, of, (laughs) you know, of the way that they're doing solids, it's just not true. I mean, if there's other things, if you're, if your child is having trouble, um, you know, gaining weight or whatever, talk to a lactation consultant. This is something that, you know, can be dealt with, you know, on the mm-hmm. breastfeeding side of things. You don't just suddenly feed them stuff, you know, feed them potatoes more during the day and they'll gain weight. Like it doesn't work like that. No. And if you are really, if you really do have some concern about that, then like Abby said, talk to a lactation consultant because we can't, I have people that ask me about this all the time and we talk about how to balance, you know, the breastfeeding and why the breastfeeding is still so important and you know, mm-hmm. where to go with the solids. And a lot of times too, I will refer them. I have a colleague who's a dietitian and nutritionist and she does a mm-hmm. lot of this stuff and she can help, especially if you have a specialty diet. I've had mom say, I want to be vegan. I want my kid to be vegan. You know, my doctor is giving me some pushback. What should I do? I send them right to my friend. You know, how yep. much do I give to the baby? What's a serving? I send them to my friend, like, because she can help. She can do menus. She can do all of that stuff with that. And yeah. if you're one of those people who likes that structure, then absolutely find a dietitian in your area and they will help you with that. And when I suggest that to people, they're always like, Oh, I never even thought of that. Well, here's another profession that just doesn't get any play because I mean, you go to the pediatrician, you have a breastfeeding problem. They give you some kind of random answer. What you need to do with a breastfeeding question is go to a lactation consultant. They are the ones who have lactation information. Mm -hmm. If you have a nutrition question, there are people called nutritionists. (laughs) They go to Not school for doctor. a long time. They really your doctor do. doesn't have nutrition training. Yeah. These are just not medical things. This is not why they went to medical school. It's not what they were learning. They learned some amazing, life-saving, wonderful, useful skills that we need to have, but it's just not those things. There's other specialty. You know, if, there's, if your child had some sort of medical special medical problem, they would refer you to a specialist, and that's what they need to be doing with lactation and nutrition you know think questions too right exactly that's exactly right and i you know i came from a family my mom's italian and you know 
It was like, just bring them up, put them at the table and give them some food. Like, that's what we did. You know, just put them at the table with the rest of the family and give them some food. And that's kind of another fun thing, too. It's like, you want your baby to be at the table with you. That's so fun with that. Like, it's it's just the experience of... This is what family dinner time is like. This is, you know, that whole new experience. It's not even about the food necessarily. It's more about having a different experience with your baby. It's so fun. Right. Bringing them more and more into the family. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Totally. Yep. It's great. You'll love it. You'll love it. Yeah. But we wanted to make sure we got this episode out because we've had so many questions about it. So, you know, definitely let us know if there's other concerns you have that we didn't talk about. And we'll do an episode. Yeah. Voila. You see. You tell us. We do. See how that works? Thank you. Thank you for listening. Thank you. And please, please share your experience in the review section on iTunes. And maybe you'll be our review of the week. And head to badassbreastfeedingpodcast.com for sponsor links, for promo codes, for a resources list, um, and all of our other episodes that are awesome. And you can also find out how to get your personal online consultation with Diane, the lactation consultant that you should go to with your lactation questions. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Bye. Bye.